0: welcome back to the compound podcast this is episode 92 the first episode of 2002 we're sneaking up on 100 i'm gonna say it every time until we get there i think at 100 we should throw a pizza party down
1: stop stop we have to stop you said
2: 2002 2022 <laughs> just keep it. keep it i think it's fun keeping this and this was take two already because take one didn't work if we Laugh and I won't be able to say anything. Oh, why does it say my internet fable Fuck. This
1: is a disaster. Am
2: I frozen? 2022
0: is fucked. <laughs> Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 92 and the first episode of 2002. This is our third take.
2: 2022? Dang it. No, this is staying this side. There's no um, three
0: 2022.
2: Three oh, three this takes. is our third try. Partly it's my, my it. connection's fault. Partly Egan's saying 2002. Back to
0: Now I wonder how many times I'm going to say 2002 for the rest of the year. Like, am I just going to be saying that for the rest of 2022?
3: That's a lot of words right there, though.
2: Just say 2022.
3: That's long. That's a That's a tongue twister. Yeah.
2: 2022.
0: 2022. All right. We're moving on from this. Okay. We're close to 100 episodes. I vote we have a pizza party when we hit 100 or maybe we get back together at the
2: compound as spring training ever starts.
0: Uh, I'll fly we...
3: out for spring training. I was
2: going to say, is Zach taking a vacation?
0: It, uh, it doesn't look good for spring training and MLB when you have writers getting fired in the midst of the offseason for saying bad things about the league.
2: <laughs> maybe that's where we start today. I don't, what did he say? I still don't understand the story. Like, Tom, was did you read critical?
1: the article? Yeah, I just read the article. This is from the New York Post. Uh, Andrew Marchman, who covers the media for the Post. Uh, this apparently started all the way back in 2010, excuse me, 2020. Now I got Ian, I can't say the year. 2020, <laughs> Rosenthal uh, wrote a couple columns for The Athletic. That's one of the other outlets he works for that were critical of Manfred's handling of the pandemic and everything surrounding that. Uh, apparently they like at the time kind of did an under-the-table suspension for three months that no one noticed, um, where he just wasn't on TV for three months. He came back in 2020 at the trade deadline, because obviously he's the biggest new, you know, with him in passing, they needed him. So he came back on August 31st, uh, and then continued working for them, but then in a diminished capacity. He wasn't technically fired. His contract was up, but they decided not to renew it. But this has been apparently brewing for a long time because of his comments about Manfred's handling of the pandemic going all the way back to the beginning of 2020. So it's a wild situation.
0: Can you imagine being a reporter who wants to tell the truth or wants to give their opinion, and then you have to consider – well, if I am honest and write an
2: article, am I going to get fired by the the, the league? The only thing, and I know what you're saying, but the only thing is, if you work for MLB Network, you work for the MLB, so it's like you're talking shit about your own boss, and it's like, well, I mean, we're not going to let that happen. But doesn't MLB
0: Network, shouldn't MLB Network at its core be the league or the the network to talk about the game of baseball regardless of opinion mlb is going to profit from good or bad about players good or bad about the league you know if people are watching they're going to profit so they should honestly just want more news stories it's a little bit of a sensitivity thing to get upset about the way that they're characterizing what's happening
3: i agree yeah i it's so weird it's like I guess it's like that in any job, though, right? You're not going to go out and talk about your employer, but at the same time, if your job is to report something, it's like your job is to report it wholeheartedly, you know. But I guess that's honestly in anything, you know. If it, it I guess it's pretty evident in New York, you know. It's you're going to be harsh on other things, you know. I don't know. I, it's it's such like a weird thing with reporters because they have to do things to get clicks obviously you know like hey i'm going to make this people are going to be really interested in this and it could be the truth it could be parts of the truth you know I, I don't know we know you specifically know a lot more behind the scenes than the general public and if they're getting leaks from one thing and they say oh that sounds interesting i'm going to kind of put this together and you know and i don't know it's it's i don't know it's such but a that's it's like a weird line.
2: I feel like Rosenthal's thing is, like, he doesn't do things for clicks, though. Like, I feel like he wasn't a guy that, like, wrote articles, like, oh, how can I get more views? It's like, this is basically just, like, that's, this is the story. Here's Right, the story.
3: and that's, yeah, right, exactly. So, I don't know, because I, I said, I was like, I didn't really remember him saying anything egregious, right? Because I would I would have been like, oh, whoa. Yeah.
2: I, 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 I don't was, remember, yeah.
3: He's one of the only writers that I follow on Twitter and I feel like I would have Him seen and your boy something. JP. I don't, I don't yet. Yeah, no, I don't read really any of his articles or anything, but I'll see the headlines and if it's appealing, I'll click. And if it's too long, I click right out. <laughs> That's the thing. It doesn't matter. The headline, if, it, if I open it
2: and it's like a couple paragraphs, I'm like, ah, someone He's always been
0: one of the most high integrity guys in the game and well respected and if you were scrolling through Twitter at any point today or in the last couple of hours, since this came out, the support for him has been incredible mm-hmm. and the things that people are saying about MLB are not great, not
1: incredible. I think that's why he did it though. Right. I mean, Rosenthal is a unique position because he works for the athletic and he works for Fox on TV where this is like kind of his third gig and mm-hmm. he doesn't need it. You know what I mean? Ken Rosenthal is an established name, established brand. I think he probably, as you guys talked about, was aware that, you know, if you write a, an, a which is an opinion column, right? If you write an opinion column that criticizes someone that's ultimately signing your paycheck, you know that it might come back to bite you. Right. Like, I think, as you said, he's a guy who really works with integrity and he felt like I had to, he felt like he had to say these things at the time and he was willing to take the consequences. This is the consequences and I don't think it's right. But I do think Rosenthal probably understood what might happen if you do that.
0: I Aster. think he's a great target for John Boy Media.
3: Yeah. John? He actually just he just came out and tweeted and said, this is true, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're not renewing my contract and nothing will change with my job. I still work for Fox and The Athletic. And John Boy Media. And John Boy Media, asterisk. Maybe we made it up. Maybe the owner, Ian Hap, will pay
2: his contract. Maybe breaking news. I if if John Boy locks
0: down a spot with Chris Rose and
2: Ken Gives Rose, them Saul, together on a
0: pod. After coming out uh, after being fired by MLB, both of them, that would be hilarious. That would that would that would be good, clean fun. Can we talk about your guys' holidays? Specifically Dakota's cruise.
2: It's just burping. I've heartburned since I mean, if you could have seen my diet the past week, it was disgusting. I mean, anything you could put in front of me, it was going down. I was you at the dinners, you can order as many of everything as you want. It was a usual three apps, two entrees, one one slash two desserts. I mean it was a mess. But like it I, doesn't
3: count though from Christmas Eve until New Year's Day. So no, that's it's like, all it, fake time. That's a fake no, time. Right. It's
2: fairyland. Right. There's no so diet like, constraints.
3: Right. I didn't eat great either. You know, that's why I'm having apples and peanut butter right now. You know, I'm trying well, to get it back.
2: The worst part is to go there's like water slides on the ship and to go. Please down tell me on,
3: you're please tell me you're doing like belly flops off the water no, slide.
2: So listen to this. Well, two things. One you had to like weigh in and you had to be under 300 and I'm nowhere near 300. Okay. I'm 255. Everyone relax, but you'd have to weigh in and each time it was just higher and higher and higher. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Okay. I get it. I'm under 300 though. Just let me go down the slide. But there was this one side. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's literally you stand there and the floor drops out from under you and you shoot down the tube. And then you go back up and it hangs over the edge of the ship and some people mostly females because they didn't like weigh enough would get stuck and like go to come back up get stuck and come back down to the bottom and it's hanging over the ocean and there's just a hatch at the top and a worker has to come and let you out of it nope i'm good it's the craziest thing i've ever seen i did it one time and i'm telling you i sat there like this If they didn't press the button to open the floor any sooner, I was going to scream, let me out of here. And I shot down it. And if there was a camera in the tube watching me go around, it would be like I was freaking out. Where did you go again? It was all throughout the Caribbean.
0: That sounds like my worst nightmare. If
2: I were to get stuck,
0: if I were to go back down and get stuck and be in a tube where
2: someone has to come unhatch me, It's a clear tube, too, by the way. So you could see the ocean below you. So it's not like you don't know where you are. It's like, oh, if this thing falls, I'm in the ocean.
0: I'm having a pure panic attack there. I'm thinking somebody, I'm thinking they're going to shoot somebody down at behind me. They're going to kick me in the head. I'm going to pass out (laughs) in the tube. I'm having
2: a pure panic attack. There were people that wouldn't make it and go up and try again. I'm like, what's wrong with you? There's something wrong with you. Oh my God. But I like scouted it out and like saw the people that made it. It was really the bigger you were, the faster you went. So I fucking flew right through there. Imagine Dakota just
3: standing there scouting with like a notebook. Be like, oh, he's probably probably 190 pounds. You went pretty, pretty fast. Oh, bigger person. He was flying.
2: (laughs) But yeah, it was crazy. I did it one time just to say I could do it, but I was like, I didn't have fun. I was terrified the whole way through and I was like, all right, I'm done.
3: I've seen those on TikTok. Not that I spend too much time on TikTok, but I've seen them on there. It was crazy.
0: Do you want to tell us about your travel day?
2: I mean, the way there versus the way back, they were close on which was worse. The way there, we found out this is Christmas day. We find out our flight's canceled for the next morning, and it's moved to Monday, the 27th. We were supposed to fly the 26th, and the ship leaves it on the 26th. So, we had to scramble to find new flights. There's no new flights from Grand Rapids to Miami. So, we had to look up flights in Chicago, Detroit, Indy. We find one in Chicago that leaves at 5 a.m. day morning. So, at 1 a.m. Christmas night, we get in the rental cars. We had to go get two rent to Chicago, three hours. I got zero sleep going into the first day of the cruise, drive to Chicago, fly down to Miami. You get to Miami. It's another five hour process of literally zero places to sit, standing in line, waiting to check in and get COVID tested. And then you finally get on the ship and boy, did I start drinking once I got on that ship because it was a long day. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a terrible day. Like once the flight got changed and we had to scramble and drive to Chicago, it sucked because I literally was on zero hours of sleep going into the first day. And that just set me up to be exhausted the whole week. That is an absolute grinder of a Christmas night. Yeah, that was yeah, that was all going on during Christmas. So it was, uh, but it was a blast. And then the way back was just we got to the airport at like 10 a.m. and our flight was until 5:30 p.m. So I didn't end up getting home until like 1 a.m. last night. And you're back but, on the
0: pod today. Good dedication. And I'm back. Hey,
2: no days off. We don't take days off here. But the cruise itself was. Fucking insane. I would recommend cruises to anyone that's never been on one. They are so much fun.
3: You've been to, you've been on your one on what two years ago?
2: Yeah. That was the second one we went on and it was, I mean, it's literally, you just eat and drink everything in sight for seven (laughs) straight days. And I, I mean, the head wasn't feeling great. The body was not feeling, I had to have gained 10 to 15 pounds of fat. Love that.
3: Guess what? All in time for you to, to burn it right back off. That's true.
2: That's right. Zach, how were your holidays there,
3: big fella? They were good. They're pretty low-key. Went home for about a week or so um, because the gym or the training facility I'm at now was had a few days off. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stay home, see some time with the brothers, the family, the dogs. I had a good, a good gym and baseball workout set up at home. So it's all good. Nice and low-key and got back to where I am now yesterday. Did I see at one point a picture of the brothers together? You did. Yep, you did. We were home. Yeah. That's special. Yeah, it was. You know, the middle one What did they forget you? We went to the Jets Jets Jacks it was. Yeah, we went to the Jets Jags game uh the day after Christmas, which is fun. Boys had a blast. I saw my hero, Zach Wilson. Just you and Avery and Brady went, or your whole family? And then my dad, and then my and dad, dad too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what. So my mom is like, it's like a running joke in the house now. She's like, oh man, Jets are on. Wish I could have saw them in person. <laughs> she wasn't invited. I mean, my mom, she, she like doesn't. I mean, she'll watch just to pay attention to see what kind of mood we're gonna be in if we're home. She'll she'll keep an eye on it. She usually goes out because the Jets, you know, always have the one o'clock slot, so she'll always go out shopping. From like one to four, and she'll keep the phone or the game on her phone just to see what kind of mood we're going to be in when we get home. But that's about the extent. It's usually a pretty bad one, then, huh? Hey, it's called the rebuild. It's called the rebuild,
0: which yesterday, yesterday hurt. It's going better than the Jaguars' rebuild.
3: Yeah, what a disgrace. Ian, Ian, talk to us. Have you have you come? Where are you? Back to reality. Yeah, where are you currently as well? I'm back. Yeah, I'm back in Texas.
0: Uh, flew back to Texas and then drove up to Dallas for the uh, for the alabama santa game, which was a great time. Uh, I got to see our friend Kevin Uclis. Won that game? Um,
2: and, I was on a cruise. I didn't see who won. I was just curious. Uh,
0: it was – it was. Re- I'm glad I went. It was really cool <laughs> to get to see Cincy in that position and like the fan base there um, and the game. I wasn't sad until maybe two thirds of the way through the third quarter. Uh, there was a point where now nah, maybe maybe even the fourth quarter because the Bearcats won the third quarter three nothing, so it was seventeen to six going into the fourth uh they forced close a, yeah oh they they, it, they
3: they couldn't score it was a seven point game right they just couldn't score
0: well it was 17 to three at half uh because they let up a they let up a touchdown right before yeah uh right before the half and then they got the ball back went down kicked a field goal and then held them the whole third uh they just couldn't really move the ball and then they they forced interception either right at the beginning of the third or at the end right at the end of the third or beginning of the fourth and had great field position, like on the 50. And it really looked like there was a chance they could at least make it a one score game, if not make it like a four point game. Um, and so then they, that possession, they lost 15 yards and punted and uh, Alabama just ran it down their throats for the rest of the game. And it wasn't like, you know, the final score was at 27, six or something. It was, or twenty eight six maybe it was the final score or twenty. I think it was twenty seven six. Twenty seven six, whatever the whatever the final score was, it didn't feel, um, it didn't feel like it was out Mis- of hand. It didn't feel like they were really getting uh, dominated. Um, and except that that fourth quarter, Alabama just they handed off to their running backs and they were just big humans running through tackles. Um, but. It was it was really nice to see Michigan get their dicks kicked in because that made it better. It wasn't like the Bearcats were the only ones that
2: had a tough go. I saw zero minutes of the Bama game. I think I like walked past it in like the casino on the ship and saw like it was like seventeen to three Bama. Yeah, it's probably over.
1: What's up, everybody? It is producer Tom. Want to step in just to let you know. Dakota was having major computer issues, Wi-Fi issues, whatever you want to call it. We basically got to the point where we could not hear him. Uh, I'm going to let you listen to a selected portion of that, uh, but pretty much know from here on out Dakota will not be in the episode that much. He does hang out. He'll give some thumbs up. Uh, So if you're watching us on YouTube, you'll be able to see him at points It's sort of a mess. We're doing the best we can with what we got, and we will play a game in just a moment. But first, I'll let you hear a little bit of what Dakota sounds like for the next, I would say, 25 or 30 minutes or whatever's remaining on this episode.
2: I didn't see the Michigan game. All I saw was walking past the casino, and there's all these Michigan fans on this ship too, wearing their Michigan stuff, their Michigan shirts, their Michigan. And I just passed. I see team nothing I'm screaming go dogs I'm the biggest Georgia Bulldog fan on that entire ship I'm screaming go hair." feed me your eat him to me there was one guy we saw in a Michigan shirt we go go green to oh yeah you guys won your bowl over I wanted to find him like oh yeah. you guys lost and your season's over fuck you <laughs> Woo! so fire just see an absolute abuse of them. Just absolute outclassed.
0: Tom, do you think you could take that rant from Dakota and then all the little parts where he uh like stopped, you should just put in random words that don't make any Damn sense.
1: Damn it. Did it lose it again? It's like a mad lib. You know, it's like a it's like a fill in with a noun here. Here's an angry adjective.
0: I would love I would love to see you holding a microphone, just putting in random words to Dakota's sentences to make him sound hilarious.
1: Well, there's only one word for that. Yikes. That was not fun to listen to. So instead, we're going to do a little Mad Libs edition of Dakota's rant. It didn't get to live on the podcast. So we want you guys to turn it into a full rant uh, I will guide you through it. So the first time through, I'll do where the adjective, noun, whatever it should be, will go. And then the second time, I will show you the one I filled out. We're recording this. We record this episode about eight o'clock Eastern time. I'm editing this. It's about 1.15 a.m. here in the East. So if my answers aren't the funniest or the best, that's why. But we're gonna give it our we're gonna give it a shot. And if you want to tweet it at us, your final uh, Mad Lib. Feel free to do so. You know where to find us on Twitter and Instagram.
2: All right. I didn't see the Michigan game. All I saw was walking past the casino, and there's all these Michigan fans on this.
1: On this blank, fill in with an adjective, ship.
2: Ship, too. Wearing their Michigan stuff, their Michigan shirts, their Michigan.
1: Wearing their Michigan shirts, their Michigan blank. Fill in with a noun. And I just passed. And I just passed blank. Fill in with a famous Michigan celebrity.
2: I see Team nuts. I'm screaming, go dogs. I'm the biggest Georgia Bulldog fan on that entire ship. I'm screaming.
1: And I'm screaming blank. Fill in with a famous catchphrase.
2: Here, feed me your.
1: Feed me your blank. Fill in with a noun.
2: Eat them to me. There was one guy we saw in a Michigan shirt. We go, go green to, oh yeah, you guys won.
1: Oh yeah, you guys won the blank, fill in with a brand name,
2: bowl. When your bowl is over, I wanted to find him. Like, oh yeah, you guys lost.
1: Oh yeah, you guys lost blank, fill in with a noun. And your season's over, fuck you. <laughs> Woo! It's f- and finally, I'm so blank. Fill in with an adjective.
2: Just see an absolute abuse of them. Just absolute outclassed.
1: Okay, so that was the blank version. This might be the dumbest thing we've ever done. Now here comes the version with the Mad Lib inserted. Feel free to play along at home. And hopefully you enjoy this. If not, hit 30 seconds a few times and this will all be over. Now for Mad Lib Theater featuring Dakota Mekis.
2: I didn't see the mission game. All I saw was walking past the casino and there's all these Michigan fans on this.
1: Invisible.
2: Ship too, wearing their Michigan stuff, their Michigan shirts, their Michigan.
1: 2015 Big 10 baseball tournament conference championship rings.
2: And I just passed. Steven Seagal. I see team nothing. I'm screaming, go dogs. I'm the biggest Georgia Bulldog fan on that entire ship. I'm screaming.
1: When I say parse, you say rum. Parse hair. feed me your VHS copy of Steven Seagal's Under Siege 2, colon, Dark Territory
2: Eat him to me There was one guy we saw in a Michigan shirt We go, go green to Oh yeah, you guys want Jumbly Media It's oh, over I wanted to find him Like, oh yeah, you guys lost Your dignity And your season's over Fuck you
3: <laughs> Woo!
1: So- Loaded from my third dinner.
2: Just seeing absolute
1: abuse of them. Just absolute outclassed. And that, ladies and gentlemen, has been a production of Mad Lib Theater, a product of John Boy Media. Now, back to your normally scheduled podcast. But Dakota's audio doesn't get better, so just like know that. Uh, I I will say about the Michigan
0: game that I was out to eat uh, after the Bearcats game and when I first looked at the score it was 27 to 3 at half and I said Bearcats really held their own I think against any other team in the country besides Georgia and Alabama I think Cincinnati is in the game till the end uh, and I think that was just a tough matchup did you guys blow it out after no No, I didn't. I was, uh, we went, we ended up at a karaoke bar on New Year's, which was hilarious. And then we ended up at kind of a speakeasy after midnight for a couple hours. Uh, And that was the, that was the New Year's year for me. I was, we went around the area in kind of Fort Worth where the, like, there's a bottle blonde and a uh, all kinds of those, you know, whatever you'd see in Scottsdale. And I was like, that's a little much. Yeah. Not really what I'm. Not really what I'm going for. Tomorrow. They uh, they played at Arlington, right? Mm-hmm. We stayed in Fort Worth, though we didn't stay in Dallas. Right. That the uh, did you see the new
3: Ranger Stadium
0: from afar? Yeah, I saw it. It's hilarious that they have AT and T, which is looks like yeah. a fucking space. Like, dude, that's like the only. That's literally the time. only word for it. Is that it looks like a spaceship? It's the biggest structure I've ever seen, and I can't imagine how big the hole in the ground was when they started building it because it's fucking huge. It's a sick stadium and a great place to watch a game, and we had great seats. But I don't, I, I
3: can't. It's hard to fathom. It's, it's also crazy because everything around it is so flat, and then you just see this big ass, like Sandy Cheeks' house in the middle of Bikini Bottom.
0: Like a comet.
3: Uh, but and where we stayed, the view when we played the Rangers, it was just you literally are just looking at AT&T Stadium. And you're just like that is literally the biggest place ever. Did you stay in the the
0: hotel that's connected to the park?
3: Yeah, the Lowe's I think it was, uh, and which is cool. You kind of have to walk through like the bar area, and it ha- it's like a closed place where you can walk and like there's fans waiting out there and stuff. But we we went out. I think we had an off day, or we got there in after a day game, and it was like. That area, if that team was good, and if they make the play, well, I mean, now they're going to be ridiculous. That area is going to be so sick. You didn't get a chance to go to over there, but, I mean, it is so cool. Yeah, just seeing it from Anyway, sorry, getting away from the stadium talk. Since you're the biggest Cincinnati Bearcats fan out there, did you get free tickets from the school? I did not.
2: Oh not, not, taking care of their alumni. But I did. I sat in the
0: alumni section. Uh, as a dropout which was
3: nice of them and uh did you t- did you tell Mahomes and kelsey that you were going to come up later and it just got caught up talking yeah, to the other alum
0: yeah i you know they were like hey man come up and hang out in the suite it'll be fun and i was like yeah uh, about that like you know kelsey you should really be down here with the bearcat alums like not that <laughs> cool to be hanging with your friends uh Actually, you close and I sat kind of like next to each other, uh, which was cool and get the invite up there to the old suite. It was a COVID I, protocol thing, though, at the NFL. That was the issue. Oh, no. You it know, that, the, that's what was, I thought. Yeah. They didn't, you know, they were, had to play the weekend and then they were like, hey, it's COVID. It's like, yeah, I get
3: it. You no. Know, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's honestly smart. You know, they've had so many breakouts and everything. you Yeah. Know, it's- yeah. Ian, did you get on like stage? You sent the picture you sent us.
1: You were like hanging out with the mascot. I don't know what his name is, that's
3: that's Bearcat. That's that's Claw. To he's, you. Just the, he's just the Bearcat. Uh, the claw. <laughs> 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 oh shit.
0: Uh, they did. They asked me. So they asked a couple of the alumni to go to like the right before the game pep rally thing that was outside the stadium, and I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go and then, like, you get there and they're like, "Hey, yeah, you're gonna go up on stage and pump the crowd up." And I'm like, "No, I'm not." Like, that's you don't mean that. And they're like, "No, yeah, you're gonna go up on, uh, you're gonna go up on stage." So I had to go up on this stage where the the cheerleaders were up there and the band was playing, and so I had to go up there with a the microphone, just me. And I was like, uh, "Go, Bearcats!" And you're, uh, a I, 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 you're a big pump up guy.
2: You're a big pump up. Yeah, it's like
0: not my. I don't specialize in pumping crowds up. It's not my not my forte. But I did it and uh, made it out unscathed and then uh, got yeah, got to see
3: you there. Um the photo and looked and, good. The photo looked yeah, it was like a great were, photo you were
1: really pumped the crowd up. I believe it. I
3: I you was know, ready to run I was ready to run through a wall after I saw the video on Twitter. It's it, you should have seen it. It was like they were
0: knocking down the doors to get into the stadium to cheer for the Bearcats after that. And
3: I felt pretty good about it. I almost painted my chest with a big, with Mr. Claw's claw all on my chest. It felt, it felt like it was, we- you know, what's really weird
0: about the a bowl game is that it never gets that loud. Because half the stadium is for yeah. one team and half the stadium is for the other. So, like, when something's good is happening for one team, it's really only half the stadium is getting excited about it. And so it was never – there was not really a point where I was, like, you doesn't didn't feel – like, you know when you're at a football game? Like, I'm sure Dakota, like, Michigan State games, like, if you're at the game, like, this stadium's about to fall over. Like, even oh, at it's Cincy, just because – yeah it's since he just because of the way the stadium was built is smaller but it is this it's this huge bowl in the center of campus so like all of the noise stays in the bowl and like those games would get super loud you know i've been to ohio state games to get really loud like this game you're we like it's not really ever that loud
2: no, Ohio state games don't they really stink
0: yeah for sure man
2: um ian have you ever been to the airport
0: which, which airport? Midway? Miami. I Yes, I've been through Miami. Talk about
2: a...
1: Talk
2: about a what? <laughs>
1: <They> fucking can <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dakota, I think
3: you're... Can you call over your phone? Can we try that? Maybe this is we'll actually turn- good. This is yeah. kind of good content.
0: Yeah, maybe just turn your camera off and try to talk to us. Yeah, Miami airport stinks. There's a lot of airports out there that stink... Miami's one of them. I had a tough experience in uh, O'Hare flying Southwest out of O'Hare, and it flies out of the international terminal. And let me tell you, that's an absolute disaster. I'll never do that again. It's horrible.
3: Is it Man, a I, dump? Don't, I don't see All you that flying happened?
0: Southwest. I'm a Southwest guy. I'm a Southwest loyalist. <laughs> we just have to code his name up, and him just <laughs> randomly, a couple words will pop out. I really like this. This is good for us. it's sounding, you hear me? yeah you sound awesome man just keep
2: talking <laughs> it's great fuck we we're off to a tough go uh yeah, Today I really <laughs> is through the miami airport give me all the michigan fans' tears connection stable just oh just talk just forget about me and take over i'm done here <laughs> can you see us my video back on, and I'll just like give thumbs up or thumbs down if I like what you're saying. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not
0: gonna be able to make it to the episode. <laughs> I
1: don't know if the episode's getting released, it might just never come out. <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: This might be one of our worst episodes we've ever done. I think this is great. But we're getting close to Andre, boys and we're gonna have that pizza party. Hey, we'll invite Mr. Claw.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's rich. That is rich.
0: So, if you have something to say, just text us in your response and we'll put it yep. on the screen.
3: <laughs> oh
0: man. We need to talk about <laughs> we need to move on and we need to talk about uh, some retirements. We need to talk about two retirements specifically, and then something that I wanted to do this week. We didn't have time, and Tom had a really good idea about. It. So I saw right before we came on that Cam Mabin. <laughs> Tom, stop! The Cam Mabin retired, uh, and Cam Maven put out a really cool tweet. Uh, thanking his family, thanking everybody who's involved in his career, um, and I think it was like a 14-year career, uh, and that is special it's really cool he was one of the best teammates i've ever played with i mean he gets to played together that long but um i wish i would have had like a full year with him i had i guess ha- ha- one month and 20 because Zach got traded to the tigers and then a spring training and he was for, to make that much of an impact in that short of a time just tells you how good of a teammate he was i texted him he texted me back within three seconds which is really cool And I think he needs
1: a podcast on John Boy Media
0: because I think he'd be a great podcaster. I was Um, saying to
1: you guys that he uh, he was a 2019 Yankee, and that's one of my favorite Yankee teams. I I was working there at the time, and the impact that, as you said, like for a guy that he came in, I think middle of April, they had all the injuries—Stan Judge, everyone else. He made such a big impact on that Yankee team, and he's the guy you saw. He played the number of different teams he played for. I think every single one of those fan bases would talk about how much they love Cameron May, but He's one of those guys that no matter where he went, he was just a popular guy who brought energy and brought defense and was a really good hitter in his prime as well.
0: He would always fluff you up as a teammate. He'd always – I mean, we had him on the podcast. Like, you guys saw yep. just how positive he was. But, like
3: – When I got to meet him in, like, spring training two-point – or not even – it was like that holding period when the big leagues were going on, but AAA was waiting and we were all at the alternate site and we were playing teams that were close to you. And obviously we were traded for each other and just talking. Cause this was after he came on the podcast and just talking to him in person. And I mean, he was legitimately the same exact person he was on the podcast and then in person, like legitimately the same guy, you know, fluffing you up just getting to know you he was genuinely interested in conversation it wasn't just like hey nice to meet you you know it's pretty cool we're trading for each other see you later it was like asking questions you know really interested in what was going on if there was guys in front of me if there was any chance i was going up you know and it was just like it's pretty fucking cool right here like you guys said he's been around forever and well respected around the league for dude in his 14th
0: year being in AAA, probably a little bit salty to take the time to have like a real genuine conversation and still be like as enthusiastic and I'm sure bubbly as he is as a person. It's like pretty right. impressive.
2: I'm scared to talk because I don't know if you can hear me or not, <laughs> but he was an awesome teammate in Iowa <laughs> for the time we had. If, if that all came out clearly through the mic. Which is crazy. Cause like he, like he kept such a positive attitude
0: when he's like, you know, he's got kids, he's away from his family at the end of his career and like, wasn't he, he kept, I know it wasn't, he wasn't like always happy about it. wasn't always perfect, but like pretty amazing that he was still like considered a great TV in AAA. Cause how easy would it be to be salty down there? Oh yeah. Uh, and then moving on from cam and his awesome career, Kyle Seeger retiring through a tweet from his wife, I believe. Is that's correct. Um, you look up his numbers. He's got some sneaky numbers. 240 ish career homers. He, if you look at his career, he only had the only year he hit under 20 was the 2020 year. Is that right? He had 20 plus homers like nine out of
3: 10 years or 11 out of 12 years or some shit. It's kind of crazy. He was obviously always just shadowed by Corey Seager. (laughs) you know. But like you said, he is one of legitimately one of the most underrated players like of our generation. He signed a sneaky deal
0: because it was in Seattle and Seattle hasn't made the playoffs for 20 years. He was he was also one guy that played his whole career in Seattle and never played in the playoffs. Right. Which was kind of like a crazy thing. But um, he, he I remember because he signed that deal maybe when I was going through the draft process talking to agents and he hit. 20 homers for like two or three or four straight years and signed that deal just because of the consistency in the production. He signed like a seven for a hundred. And, you know, he was, if you look at his lines, man, he's super consistent, super, super consistent and uh, just a really impressive underrated career. And I had the idea that next week we should do a all underrated team, well, I wanted to do it this week. It was too short notice, so we're going to do it next week. All underrated team. Do they have to be done playing, or can they still be playing? I think both. both. I think they need to have a couple of years, maybe
1: like three years yeah. in the majors. No, the more.
0: you have to have – let's say like is 10 too many years. I want it to I be guys that had like careers.
1: Maybe seven is what the difference.
0: All right. Say at least seven years of a career. It's a Uh, lot of research. Can also be retired.
2: I was gonna say I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I'll be checking the number of years. But if there's like you, I give you can't be a guy that. (laughs) I'm not talking. (laughs) Just go. I'm not here anymore. It can't be a guy that's.
0: It can't be a guy that's just played a couple years or, you know, it has to be somebody who's had a, a full career and you're looking back and going like that guy's had. An awesome career and people aren't appreciating it enough. Yes, I agree. Um <laughs> and Kyle Seeger's gonna be my starting third base. I yes. would like, and as we talk about and we would like we would like fan opinions on this. Yeah, I was gonna say right? right so we can talk about it. That's what we want. Dakota, Dakota approves. Good. I would like to read this tweet that I saw from Foolish Baseball about, and it, it reminds me of some underrated players. Longest active streak of 100 OPS plus or greater seasons. So every season, they've had 100 OPS plus or better, which means above they're an above-league average hitter every year. They've never dipped below it. Nelson Cruz, since 2008. That's a long fucking time. That is ridiculous, dude. All right, he's the longest. I'm actually going to go in reverse order now.
3: I was going to say, yeah, please.
0: 2012 till present, Trout, Weird. Harper, Yasmani Grandal, oh, and Anthony Rizzo, Tony. 2011 till present, Goldschmidt and Freeman. 2010 till present, Stanton what 2000 and you know he hasn't been healthy so i would say i would say that uh freeman goldschmidt a lot of those guys have been very healthy with the exception of trout a little bit uh Stanton hasn't been all that healthy but 2010 till still very very impressive and i'm not discounting it because it's amazing 2009 andrew mccutcheon Put him on the all underrated team. Put that name down. I'm going to want an MVP. Down. I, he did win an MVP and people forget about that. Thank you for that. In that sketchy comment you just made. I
3: would say it's almost, almost a full complete sentence.
0: Yeah. People forget that he won an MVP. People forget how good he was because he's playing left field for the Phillies and still having a hundred OPS plus every year. He's a good player. He's a really good player. People forget that. Uh, I don't know that Nelson Cruz is necessarily on the under uh, underrated list, but 2008 until present is that's a fucking I f- streak.
3: I feel like with him, it's more of like, holy shit, he's still doing it, and it's like, holy shit, he's still doing it at a really high level.
1: <laughs> that's fucking. You know, amazing.
3: I don't think I don't think he's underrated. I think it's more like he, honestly, yeah, I don't know. Underrated is the right word. I mean, he was what in Minnesota for was it only how long was he been all the teams he played for he's that's Texas. what i'm trying to say like he's, he's been with, he's with, been with right he's been with so many teams so it's not like a fan base is out there screaming for him yeah. you know um um but i mean again i think it's more of him like holy shit he's still doing it and like even when we played him this year i was just like oh my god it's nelson cruz and i look up and it's like Oh, my God, Nelson Cruz has over 20 home runs.
0: Yeah, and he's like 43. It's right. It was fucking nuts playing him in 2020 when he was on the Twins. I was fucking ter- – I was in the outfield like, this guy's going to hit a fucking seat. This guy's going to hit a
3: homer. Every time he was up, like this guy's going to hit a fucking homer. He's unbelievable. Ian, try playing, I don't know, about 120 feet away from him. Nope. <laughs> don't want to. He's he's a big man. He is a big Bro, he is so big and he's the nicest guy though. Whenever he'd get to second base, you would always ask how you were doing. And I don't know if that's just I don't know. I don't know. It goes a long He's way getting though. better too. I
1: mean, he's a guy he had a 104 OPS plus season in 2012. Since then, 124, 137, 159, 147, 149, 135, 168, 171. And at the age of 40, how about a little 130 OPS plus season? I mean, dude's just been incredible. That's
0: Yeah. Does it surprise you that more names aren't on that list since 2012?
1: I thought Donaldson might be on there.
0: Ooh. But he's not. I think there's a lot like 2012. That's guys that have 10 years in the league, right? Is that the right number? Not this will be their 10th year, maybe. This
3: I think this would be their 10th, right?
0: Yeah. Or they just got to 10, something like that. Depending I don't know, on I mean, depending on service time and depending on whatever it's yeah, they've played 10 seasons. Who knows how much service time they have because it's been manipulated forever. Uh, but there's only four dudes to do it every year. And two of them are Trout and Harper it's crazy that honestly dude plus thing it's not easy people and fans and people take it for granted they're like that guy stinks like
3: (laughs) that's what I was gonna say you know to Dakota's comment you know Bryce Harper yeah he won an MVP but it's like that guy gets some of the most like scrutiny in the league. I mean, wasn't he voted the most overrated player by the players a couple of years ago? I think that was right. And it, but it's like, is that because that he was a phenom since he was eight years old in little league, or is it just? I mean, he's. I mean, I'm sure he's a little bit overrated, per se, for how good he's supposed to be. It's because like, he was
0: supposed to be the Tiger Woods
3: of baseball, and that's he's what just I'm saying. So, like, like really, yeah, really, really, okay. really good. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, you're not winning MVP every year. Yeah, you're overrated.
0: Yeah, it's not fair to comp anybody to Barry Bonds. It's not fair to be like, why aren't you as good as Barry Bonds? Why aren't you? It's like if a golfer came up, it's – I mean, I think we, have as a generation, have that same thing with whether it's Rory or Jason Day or any of these dudes that came up, Justin Thomas, any of these dudes that came up after Tiger. It's like, oh, you're not – you haven't won 15 majors. Like, you're not winning almost every start. You're missing cuts. It's like – but the expectation of greatness is so skewed.
1: By the way, Donaldson about Donaldson every year since 2013. 2012, he played 75 games and had a 91. But every year since then. So
2: did you guys see the Barry Bond stat? <clears throat> Which one? <clears throat> From 1999 to 2007, he had a OBP of 505 which is 1,088 games, and then he retired. Because there is a tweet that said Juan Soto had a streak of 108 games with an OBP over 500, and then it showed Barry Bonds had one of 1,088 games with a streak over 500 OBP.
3: It makes me sick to my stomach. Like, at what point are you like, all right, is there a different league that I can enter?
0: He needed one. He needed to go play with the Monstars. Mm -hmm. I heard. uh, I just heard something. I was talking to uh, about vision training to somebody, and they said when Bonds was in college, they gave him this vision training expert gave him a a test for his eyes, and he like if this was like the best anybody had ever scored before that, he was like on a completely another level just with his vision and the way that his eyes tracked baseballs. What the fuck, dude? Did we say that this episode is presented by Parse Rum? Because I love Parse, you love Parse. I think I messed up the start of it so many times that we didn't talk about parse. Okay. So I want to talk about parse. Dakota, Rum. I want you on a water slide on a cruise full of parse. That way you get over the loop. Don't talk because we won't be able to hear you. We're gonna plant trees in Colombia with all the parse Rum. bottles. Rum. <laughs> I love parse. I hope everybody had some parse over the holidays. Uh, and I actually enjoyed, um, Christmas morning, some Parse Rome coffee from Connect and it was fantastic. I'd also like to shout out that I'm repping the brand two times here I'm a John Boy guy, I'm part of the company and Zach, I love your sweatshirt. We've had the nice sweatshirt on
3: today. That's the obvious shirt logo. They just did. Oh, did you see, did really you quick. see what, did you? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Can, yeah. We, Can we talk about them, please? So
0: Actually, my my buddy was dev was in town. Um, and I was kind of following this as it was happening.
3: Yes, Jeff Dickerson passed away and he has, I think, an eleven or twelve-year-old son. The mom, the mom passed away a couple years ago. Jeff,
0: maybe one or two years ago. Jeff was being a single parent and to Parker, and he was Bears Reporter, really beloved guy in the community. And he passed, uh, and so Parker was orphaned and which is horrible. And the they started to go his family started to go fund me for kind of Parker's future. Joe and the obvious shirts crew jumped on and they made shirts really quickly. Um, they had some really cool designs. Uh, and they actually donated, they donated after the first day, they donated 28 and a half thousand. And then they made another donation of 14 and a half and another donation of 11 and a half. So I think in total, they're up over 50 grand donated. Um, the GoFundMe is over a million. It's almost at 1.1 million. Uh, it's really special the way the community's rallied around. Um, and the guys on the Bears game are wearing the shirts. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Really big impact. Um, and it was cool for Obvious to jump on it so quick. Sad, Sad, terribly sad story, but. Uh, awesome Horrible. work by the community and it was like people like riz donated theo like you saw people the green bay packers like you saw just um like a an amazing number
3: of names that actually uh donated and, and helped the cause it was pretty and amazing. it was pretty cool i'm pretty sure adam Schefter tweeted about it and tagged obviously obvious shirts and you know it's pretty cool obviously obviously again you know that they get their their name and their brand out there because I mean, something like that should obviously it's stuck in my head. The word obviously stuck in my head should not go unnoticed. And it's not like he's doing it for clout or to get his name out there. He's no, doing there was, it because yeah, of, there was no
0: profit for obvious. No. They were, they were doing it hundred percent to help. And that's one of the, one of the really cool things about Joe and about the company is that that's, you know, they're fans, They're ingrained in the culture of Chicago. Um, and they just really care about, um, I think they were most excited to be able to help and to, to give back to the community. That's really given so much to obvious and really jumped on board. So, um, it was, it was really cool to see that and to see just the entire community, not just obvious, but the entire community kind of rally behind this. Um, but Let's move on from that because I don't want to cry on the episode after I've already cried tears of laughter. Uh, and we can talk about our fan questions, Tom, our fan questions that are brought to you by.
2: Manscaped. Manscaped.
0: They're brought to you by Manscaped and I'm pulling this up because I want to talk about Manscaped. Uh what cool things is Manscaped doing in 2022? That is the real question. That is the real question. The performance package 4.0 brand new ultra premium body wash. Is it body wash for your whole body or just for down there? That's what you got to ask yourself. I don't know, but if you buy it, they'll tell you. Find out signature lawnmower 4.0 wow, electric trimmer do you guys still use your uh manscape tools i they give so many products uh yes, if you I, buy i'm still the whole kind thing. of
3: filing through of what i want to use every day or er, all the time
0: yeah because there's like uh there's like washes and deodorants and there's all kinds of things it's really right. an exploration i agree You're like christopher columbus down there with your manscaped <laughs> it's unbelievable Let's get to the fan questions presented by Manscaped.
1: Dakota can't talk, and this isn't for the fans, but I know he's got a Manscaped shirt he loves to wear. So not yes. only not only do they give that, they give everything.
2: I do. I wear it all the time. Do you wear it while you Manscaped? Uh, uh, yes, it's the only way it feels right. Give us the first
0: fan question.
1: Uh, very quickly, don't forget to use 20% all, you get 20% off when you use CODE Compound at manscaped.com so 20% off and free shipping with code compound at manscaped.com so i think you know thank you
0: tom thank you for putting that in there i will say it six more times as we go first fan question presented by presented by manscaped code compound for 20% off and free shipping go
1: this i this person tweeted directly at me which was kind of a workaround but i respected them finding my twitter handle and tweeting at me so I'm not going to recommend people do that, but I will give them this question. This is for Ian, since we talked a lot about Cincinnati. Ian, what is your go-to Skyline Chili order?
0: Listen, I don't want to upset people.
1: I had a feeling I might go
0: this. This is presented by Manscaped, 20% off. I don't want to upset people, but I don't fancy Skyline Chili. I'm not a Skyline Chili guy. It's kind of a crazy concept. It's spaghetti with chili on top, and it does make a lot of sense. To me, it sounds like a shit waiting to happen. And I I've tried it, can't get behind it. And they also do the hot dogs with the chili on top. Not a big hot dog guy. So I'm just a little bit out on skyline chili. People from Cincy might not like to hear that, but not my thing. And
1: also the the, the chili is like cinnamon in it. It's a very weird sort of chili. Yeah. It's not really like a traditional chili.
0: No, it's not. It's it's more of like a meat sauce on top of a pasta that has cinnamon but also beans.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Next question. Right. I'm good on that.
1: 20% off.
0: Code Compound Manscaped.
1: Uh, this one actually came from my dad. He's been listening the last couple of weeks. We went. Yeah. I went home. He wanted to get a fan question. And he, so he said if I didn't get a fan question from him in, he was going to be upset. A lot he of workarounds really for you, Tom. People are going straight to Tom to get on the pod. He wanted to know what was the most satisfying victor of your guys' career. It could be in Little League. High school, college, whatever, whatever. What's the game that sticks out to you as the game that was the most satisfying win you ever had?
0: I'm gonna go away from the big leagues and I'm gonna go to high school. Um, my senior year of high school, we were in the first round of the playoffs, and we were playing the number one seed. I'm pretty sure they were undefeated. They they had some kids going to school places. One of the like there's one of the kids won the MVP of the league, which is crazy because I raked. And uh, I I had a good game offensively. I think I homered a double maybe, but I came in to close out the game because I was the closer, throwing sidearm. Nasty. And I blew a heater by their leadoff hitter to punch him out, gave the Tiger Woods fist pump. That was that was probably like my coolest victory uh, baseball moment. Wade Davis' seal clap would be a close second. Wade Davis what? When Wade Davis uh, closed out the Nats and then he seal clapped
3: on the mound. Oh, yeah. Um, mine would be my sophomore. I'm going to go with you, Ian, in college, my sophomore year. Um, when we were playing, you know, the Sacred Heart Pioneers were not all that talented. Um, never are. But we did have two big leaguers on our team. Happen to be roommates, happen to be sitting about 10 feet away from each other right now. Um, and we were playing Bryant in our conference championship game. And Bryant's pretty good. They have guys drafted every year. You know, James Karinchek from the Indians went there. Um, they had four of their starters drafted. Um, they're good. They're, they're you know, a Northeast powerhouse. And I think they won 40 games that year, and we had no business beating them. We I think we won 20-something, and we beat them in the – in the con- in the conference championship, and that was kind of like a a meaningful. I mean, obviously, you're always going to live with it. Um, but that's something that was it's, it's up there. It's been it's up, there be up there for a while. Big yeah. for the program. Yeah. yeah, huge. That makes still don't don't have, ha- that makes you a legend when you go back, right? People are like, remember that time? Yeah. yeah, and you know, we still don't have a field on campus. Still don't even have you know a lock a full time locker room. But it adds to it. It's grit. Did you get a ring for that? Oh yeah, it's a nice one.
0: That's fucking cool.
3: Yeah. Dakota? Do you want me
0: to attempt
2: to tell a story? I want you to try, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Mine would just probably be in college. We played a a away home away series against Michigan. Lost the first game at their place. I got the loss. Oops. Won the second game at home. Went back to their place for game three. Beat that ass. Took the series from them at their place. Oops, I didn't throw in the either of the two games we won. I threw in the game we lost. I gave up a walk off single.
0: But that, but the team. But win it, was, hey,
2: it's a team sport. I cared about what I didn't care.
0: My won close number two was a game that I didn't play in at all. Okay, next question.
1: Thank you, uh, Mr. Pryzman, for the question. Uh, this comes from Ivy. She says, what's the best clubhouse prank you've been able to be a part of or you have seen done?
3: Ooh, I got a good one. I don't know if I've told this one before. Um, when we were in high school, th- I think I've told this story before. The laxative one, did I tell you guys this one? Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know if you said it on first. here, though, but you yeah, told tell it again.
3: We have yeah. new fans every week. Okay. Um, so in high school – when we were on JV, the varsity guys, you know, we would go on a way trip, obviously, together. JV and varsity played, same school, different fields. And they would always pick up the varsity team first whenever their game was over. Then we'd have to wait, whatever. And they would always, when we get on the bus, or when they we get on the bus before our game was over, they would steal our sandwiches, you know, that we have for after the game that we bring before the game. So, on the way home from your hour, hour and a half drive, you're eating. And we were like, you know what? Fuck this. This is bullshit. And one day we were just like, you know, what if we put laxatives in there in the sandwiches and we didn't tell somebody and we were like, wait, that's kind of an incredible idea. And so the next one, like that whole bus ride, we're dying laughing because we thought it would kick in within like five minutes and they would have to be shitting all on the bus. So we're like, oh, my God, we're doing it. And we loaded this one sandwich up and somebody took it and it happened to be like my best friend at the time's brother. So I kind of felt horrible. But at the same time, I really didn't. And he ate it. He didn't believe us. You know, we were just like, all right, you just wait. Then he had to miss like three days of school from it. One of the teachers wanted us like arrested for not arrested, but like suspended. And our coach was just like the varsity coach, not even the JV coach looked at the the AD and the teacher. She was like, shouldn't be stealing their shit. Tough luck. And I think that was the last time anybody ever stole any sandwiches from JV. Can you imagine shitting for three days? Imagine he had shitting. to miss like he had to miss like one of the biggest finals too. It was it was I felt bad. It was literally my best friend at the time's older brother, and I was just sorry, man. That stuff. <laughs> Dakota, do you have a good one?
2: I mean, not really. I mean, Zach, you were there when we froze someone's cleats. I was also uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Ian was there. I mean, that that was really about it. T- but that one tell was the story with amazing. no names. I mean, it was just <laughs> when they took one of the kids' cleats on the team, gave them to the clubby, and he froze them, and then literally just like gave them back a bucket with frozen like literally the cleats are in ice, like not just like cold, like they are literally inside of an ice cube. And it was, I mean, I would have been pissed. I would have been like, well, whoever did this, you're buying me some new cleats. Like, ha, ha hope it's funny.
0: The best one that I've ever, this is probably the best one that I've ever been there for that I can think about off the top of my head. I have one really good one that was before my cub time. Um, I will tell them both. And this will be our last question and then we'll wrap it up. But <clears throat> the best one that I saw without names was we had a new staff member um, who was just kind of early in his career? Uh, he was wearing sweatpants. He was wearing—they were like Lululemon sweatpants, but they were sweatpants onto the team flights. They weren't shirts. It was def- i think it was pants. I'm like 95% sure it was pants. But they were wearing these sweatpants onto the flights, and the vets didn't—they didn't appreciate it. You know because it's you got to wear slacks or jeans and you got to be a little bit more professional and so i will not say who it was but somebody took scissors to the pants uh and cut them up said You're gonna have to find some better pants to wear on the plane
3: yeah uh, that happened that happened to somebody in our team this year too very similar there
0: was there was a replacement of all the pants uh but it was a good it was a good lesson and wearing the right things on the plane. Now, the old school story I have that's fantastic. There was a young bat boy with the Cubbies. This is a number of years ago. It was a Young bat boy with the Cubbies, and uh, they the older guys decided to play a prank on him, where they started to tell him early in the season that there were tryouts for uh, the All Star Game bat boy, and that there were scouts in the stands coming and evaluating bat boy performance whoever was the best bat boy in the league was going to get to go and represent the team in the all-star game it would be the all-star game bat boy so every day they would like remind this kid and he was fucking sprinting to and from to get every bat and it was they they kept the shtick going for like the whole like a month or two leading up to the all-star game and you know, they they wrote a whole letter. They got everybody on board. Like, they wrote a whole letter and said, like, congratulations, you've been accepted to be the – they did the whole shtick. Uh, and finally, one of the guys on the team told him, like, hey, man, they're fucking with you. Um, but that the, the guy who was the ringleader of it bought him tickets to the All-Star game. He ended up getting to go. And, like – but if you hear the story from the person, like, the whole thing – absolutely unbelievable and they kept everybody knew they kept the shtick going like for two months can you imagine that imagine being on a team where everyone's like yeah man you're
3: going to be the all-star game bat boy that's awesome
2: at that point you have to buy him tickets to the game
3: yeah i was gonna say because i was all on board until they said like you get to go to the all-star game and i was like fuck that's mean
0: (laughs) well can you imagine if he was working the whole day and they were just like now we're just fucking with you. There's no all-star game, bat.
3: Boys. Well, I'm saying until they sit, until they, like they wrote in the letter, I was like, "All right, he better get something out of this." Yeah.
0: That was a really, really good one. That's I, had the guys that thought of
3: that and like kept it going. That must have been so much fun every day come to the park. I feel and- like you could get somebody now with that without like a all-star game. Like if you're in AAA or something, I mean, you have kids as bat boys. You could be like, "Hey, man." I heard you, I heard there's a prize or like there's a monetary value if you if you're really good bad boys people watching at the of the year yeah at the end of the, the year they'll give them something. I feel like that that actually be incredible. <laughs> you should you should use that one. You um, saying I'm gonna be in tri- you saying I'm gonna be in AAA man.
0: No, I'm saying you should use it with the Go Tigers. Can we just talk really quick about Manscaped? up uh, <sighs> Code Compound for 20% off? Is it Code Compound or
2: John Boy? Can we- compound.
0: compound. compound. Come on. compound off. Code Compound, 20% shipping. off. Free shipping, okay? Manscaped. Everybody relax. Also, my free sweatshirt, front John you. Boy. It's awesome. His sweatshirt, Ivy shirt. It's awesome. Repping the brand. Don't forget about Parse, okay? When I say Parse, you say Rum. Let's do stream time really quick and let the people go. People forget that, that Andrew McCutcheon... Andrew McCutcheon, 2009 till present, OPS plus over 100. Pretty impressive. Next week, we need all of you to tweet and directly at Tom.
1: Not directly at me.
0: Direct. <laughs> directly at Tom. Tweet directly at Tom. Also, you can tweet at the compound. And you maybe you can tweet at Parse about uh, the all underrated team. But they have to have played almost a full
3: career. Who's got screen time? Who's got screen time? Who's ready? Five hours and fifty-seven minutes. Um, I freaked up. I, I really fricked up.
2: Mine was good last week. It was down sixty-eight percent from the week before last week.
3: Wait, can we talk um, about what Dakota did for our snap streaks, really quick, Ian? Before you, uh, before yeah. you go. Go ahead. Dakota had somebody sign into his thing so he could snap us every morning because he was on a cruise. That's buddy, called determination. My
2: buddy Marty, because I have a streak with him too. So I just send him my login info and he would send one to himself and
3: Zach because I have streaks with them that are over I was 7, so confused. Days. I was so confused until I like, like actually thought about it. And I was like, how is this dude driving on an island somewhere? That's really pro.
2: mean it's over 1700 days I wouldn't do it if it was like a 50-day streak but I'm like all right me and Zach have had this since we've known each other so it's kind of yep uh my screen time today was seven hours three minutes I don't want to talk about it I didn't have internet for a week so Tom uh
1: 549
0: I have to explain mine okay because is it higher than mine yes I have to explain it Okay, I, I don't think no we excuses have excuses screen on screen time. I know there's no excuses to screen time, but I just gotta tell the people what happened. Okay, mine's, 7, 50, mine's seven fifteen.
3: Wow, and an, an hour, hour and an hour behind. Oh my god! But I have
0: to explain that as I was working out today, the boys from, the boys from Talking Baseball went live. You can't close your phone when it's live on YouTube. So I was listening to it while I was
2: working out with my phone face down. Company guy. Company guy. So Companies. I mean about imagine an hour. Thinking, imagine thinking that's an excuse. Like I'm you're a company
0: guy. That's about an hour. And then Jay Hay sent me a YouTube video about crypto that was an hour and a half. And I was putting on the this, putting green. I mean this is already putting excuses. on the putting green and I had it in my back pocket as I listened to it. So my phone was open the whole time because it was on the YouTube. Okay. So it was a high screen time, but it was productive. It was productivity. Okay, it's productivity. Well, what was Zach's?
3: Five. five fifty-seven. So I'm the low
1: man for the first time ever.
3: Low, low man over five is pretty. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's guys. bad by all of us guys. <laughs> we all did not
2: great. That's I mean, dude, one.
3: it's it's the winner. What do you expect? What do you expect?
2: Hey, I'll tell you what. It was kind of nice last week. Like I bet. I yeah, no shit. It was probably, nice. You're in the fucking Caribbean. I'm saying I probably had screen time days of the only time i looked at my phone was to take pictures because i had no internet so i couldn't do anything so it's like it's,
0: it's free it's a freeing experience it's nice that's episode 92 of the compound podcast presented by parse rum, rum. one step closer to 100 one Code step compound. closer to 100 go to compound north get yourself some parse
3: uh and warm warm it up we should what? get we should get grimaldi's to sponsor our 100th episode oh. wow Wow. That's
0: an idea. There's a Grimaldi's yep. here. I'll go in tomorrow and I'll ask
2: him. Ian, what's yep. uh, the code they use at Manscaped?
0: Manscaped, they, it's compound 20% off plus free shipping. Also, uh, don't forget about Parsec. We'll see you next week. Maybe we'll have a guest. But seriously, tweet us about the... Uh, here he had a no. <laughs> Tweet us about the underrated play. See you next week.